Welcome inside the Mississippi Salute Podcast. I am your host, Ray Coleman. I serve as the Director of Communications at Mississippi Veterans Affairs. We thank you so much for joining us for another episode. Um, If you're new to the podcast, thank you. Thank you first and foremost. If you are a returning member, thank you as well. Um, We just want to tell great stories. Y'all know from the very beginning, my, my premise, my goal, my hope for this podcast is to interview our America's heroes interesting people, whether they think so or not, that have gone on to do amazing things for our nation, for our state, for their own communities, for their families, so on and so forth. We also want to weave in some of our programs, our mission that we do here at Mississippi Veterans Affairs. So we'll be bringing more episodes on not just how to file a claim, but how to apply to our veterans' homes, how to schedule a burial at our beautiful, wonderful uh, cemeteries that we have in Kill Michael and Newton. So many things that we offer in terms of benefits and services for the everyday hero. We want to make sure that you know about it. Um, and so continue to come back. We're going to have great content for you as you continue to tune in. Today, I'm honored to have another veteran with me. Her name is Sherry Biggs. She is Lieutenant Colonel of the Mississippi Air National Guard. Mrs. Biggs, we appreciate you for joining us here on the podcast. Good morning. Thank you very much for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. My first question is is the same question that I ask to each and every person that I've had in front of me in that seat. I want to know where you're from. I want to know um, your upbringing. I want to know your hobbies as a kid, your interests. Tell the listeners where you're from um, and, and just some of the things that you used to do as a kid and, and like your upbringing. Oh, wow. That's a long time ago. <laughs> um, so I am from Kosciuszko. Yeah. Uh, Currently reside in South Carolina. I live near Clemson. Okay. My husband will tell you that's God's country, but um, <laughs> I, I still cheer for Ole Miss and Mississippi go. State. There you go. Um, but having grown up in a small town, um, I think everyone knew everyone, yeah. so it was very personable. Um, I enjoyed riding horses, and um, I spent a lot of my time working and mm-hmm. even um as a younger person I, I always enjoyed working and having my own money yeah, so. yeah. who doesn't who doesn't <laughs> but I think um my, my grandfather was a World War II veteran and huh. my uncles all served and um it was not until I was older that I really considered the military for a career and actually I worked um in the state veterans home in Kosciuszko. And that was a turning point in my life. We're actually recording here um, in Kosciuszko in Mrs. Biggs hometown and Lieutenant Colonel's hometown um, here at our Mississippi veterans home. We're just hanging out in the library. I'm catching up, uh, just wrapped up one of our board meetings. So she came back to be with her Mississippi VA family. As you heard her say, she served here. Um, Give folks an idea of of how you served the, the veterans affairs board. What was your, what was your role here at Mississippi VA? Well, actually, when this home opened, I think it was 1996 or 7-ish, um, I served as a staff nurse. And wow. when the home was admitting its first residence, um, I was a part of that. Cool. And um, later in life, I, um, I became an assistant director of nursing and then a director of nursing for the same agency, mm-hmm. and um, I obtained my nursing home administrator's license and then became the coordinator over all four of the homes. Wow. Wow. 
I knew the last part. I didn't know that you started as as a as a, a, a staff member here. That's awesome. That's awesome. See, you, even I'm learning something here on on the episode here on the podcast. You mentioned that your service here to these veterans helped maybe open your I don't want to say open your heart because you like you come from a family of serving in the military, but you say that was kind of like a turning point for you in deciding that hey, you too wanted to join the armed forces. Let's talk about that a little bit. Why serving Mississippi's veterans in the home? space allowed you to say, I want to branch out and try this a little bit more? Well, I think just the camaraderie Hmm. among the residents and how they could relate to stories, even um, with the different branches of service, there was a cohesiveness that is really hard to describe. And I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. We, we see that all the time in the homes. Um, Air Force guys hang out with Air Force guys, and then they they jab the Army guys. You, you see it all the time. I love the idea of family serving. Um, Colonel Coleman, who serves on our board, if you've listened to that episode, um, if you haven't, go back. But if, if, if anyone that listens remember that episode, she said the same thing, that her sister served, that her, her dad served. So she has that, that family history of service. And whether she knew it or not at the time, it was already in her because she had seen that every single day. Um, Perhaps you didn't realize it at the time, but you were already, you know, charting your journey, if you will, um, not only as a as a soldier or an airman in your case, um, but as a leader, as a leader. And that's the that's the part that I that I really want to get to. The thing that I've noticed about military leaders, at least on this podcast, is that they are selfless. Um, I've heard Colonel Coleman mention it. Mark Smith, who's our, our executive director, there's not a lot of a hoopla or wanting accolades. When I want to talk about the leadership side, you really just focus on relationships. Your time in the service, how long How long have you served in the Air National Guard? So I commissioned in 2012. Mm-hmm. I was actually older mm-hmm. when I went in. What have your experiences been like in, in, in serving with the Air National Guard. Obviously, you've, you've met so many people from so many walks of life. I would imagine that you have long-lasting relationships from that. You've learned so many things from so many different people. Give us an idea of, of how you've grown in that space in terms of, of becoming a leader in our, in our state's military. Well, I think um, being accepting of other people and differences really helps us to grow as individuals mm-hmm. and especially as leaders. Yeah. I think a long time ago, as the administrator, maybe I tried to hire people that I thought had similar views Hmm. um, to myself, but it didn't take me very long to realize that those weren't the people that had much to add to my team. It was the diversity and people that had different perspectives that really um, had something to add. Yes, yes, yes. Um, it's so important. It's so important, not just in our military, but across our nation. We are all not the same, but we all need a seat at the table. So it reflects the whole. Um, I appreciate you saying that first and foremost. As you learn that, as you grow in that, as a woman in the military, did you find it difficult to establish those relationships? Did you find it difficult to be heard as quickly or as more efficiently as a man? Or did you not experience perhaps the same struggles of a, of a Colonel Coleman um, or of, you know, Lieutenant Colonel 
unnamed woman here. Kind of give us your journey of, of what it looks like because you're currently serving. What does it currently look like for you? Well, I think things have changed a lot. Things have come a long way, and women um, are viewed differently. I don't, I don't really, um, I don't think that I've had difficulties, um, but I, I would say that I feel like I have had to prove myself mm-hmm. in instances, and I've worked for some really great people um, under their leadership. Sure. And I have a ton of respect, um, both men and women. But um, and and maybe that was my own self perception. Um, sometimes people that are leaders, that are really good leaders, they don't have to be loud and tall mm. and have a deep voice. So um, sometimes your work has to prove that that you're deserving of a position. Sure. And that's what I found in my own circumstances. Sure, sure. What is your your area of expertise? I, I imagine I know what it is. In the Air National Guard, what are you responsible for in the Air National Guard? So I'm a flight nurse, but I'm currently serving in the Deputy A3 position um, at Joint Force Headquarters. So um, I guess I would be considered kind of a liaison between the Army and the air, but to help facilitate training and make sure that um, we're utilizing our resources and um, keeping communication across the state. Um, But by trade, I guess nursing and healthcare is my area of expertise. Makes Uh, sense. It makes sense. You've you've done it. You've, You've not only made it work, but you've, thrived in that space the work like you mentioned it, it, it's there it's, it's proven and it speaks for itself um what are some of your your favorite moments of serving in the military it can be places you've been people you've met um so often i bring people on the podcast and especially when i when i've been able to bring on the the women who are in leadership roles we do have to talk about the hardships a little bit but i want to talk about like the positive things what what are some of the things that excite you to go into work every day um, on the military side, and what are just some of the things you have thoroughly enjoyed since you've been serving? Well, I think in long-term care, I've done it for so many years, it comes easy. Mm. I, I feel like I know the regulations, although they do change, and the challenges change with um, whether it be staffing or yeah. um, financial restraints, that type of thing. But I think with the military, I never feel... 100% comfortable and I'm I'm always learning yeah. and um, constantly looking up things uh, acronyms uh, I, I learn something every day and and I enjoy that so I'm not really in my comfort zone um, and sometimes that's challenging sometimes we have to be pulled out of our comfort zone to find our, our true potential to me being out of your comfort zone is the best way to grow just me personally um if you stay in your comfort zone where you thrive every day and you know what you know, there's a ceiling. But to what you're speaking to, you get out of your comfort zone, you find that you have more ability than you could could ever imagine. Before we started this podcast, you and I were kind of talking um, off mic and, and we mentioned, you mentioned the idea of you don't feel like you're anybody special, right? That there's somebody before you right now, whatever it may be in the future, 
that has done more in the uniform, um, that deserves more praise. And that is a common theme for my guests on this podcast. What, why do you feel that way? Why do you feel um, that it's so much not necessary to focus on you, more so on the work? Why not focus on you? Well, I just I feel like I'm doing my job, and um, I don't really feel like I deserve any praise for that, um, especially for doing something that I love. I, I enjoy what I do, and and it's given me um, fulfillment as a person, and as you mentioned, as growing as a as a leader, mm-hmm. and just having opportunities. I, I feel like it's. Um, it's been a great opportunity for me. Part of my job is, is is knowing the audience, knowing my audience in terms of the agency I represent, the folks that I'm trying to reach, the stakeholder. So for me, it's very important to have folks from all walks of life come on this podcast because the way that they speak, where they're from, how they grew up, it can inspire another person, another generation. So having you on, there's a young lady that possibly could be listening to this, hearing you and saying, I thought about joining the military. I have a, 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 a full-time gig already. I have a passion that I'm already, you know, into. But Ray could say it. Director Smith could say it. But it's different when they hear from a woman who may have a similar upbringing than them. What would you say to, to young ladies that could be the next generation of our military? Um, what would you tell them to inspire them, to encourage them as, as we progress as a nation? Oh, wow. I think the travel and the experiences that are available are beyond any comparison with any other job that um, that a young lady could experience. Um, I think it gives you self-confidence. I think it um, builds self-worth in who you are as an individual, but it also teaches teamwork. And the people that I've met um, maybe some good, some bad, but I've learned and, and I, I think it's developed me sure. as an individual. You are a, a medical professional. You're a businesswoman. You serve in our, in our, in our nation's military. What are, what are, excuse me, other aspects in your life that you're, you're proud of that you want to take a moment to brag and boast about on this podcast? What are those other walks of life that when you get up in the morning, you're like, this is the, the the other part that makes me whole. Currently, uh, I have my doctorate, and I'm certified as a family nurse practitioner and psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner. Wow. And I love mental health. I have had an opportunity to meet a lot of individuals that were struggling. And for me, the... Um, greatest gratification is to see that person who walked in hopeless, helpless, Mm. and vulnerable uh, um, to walk out with a smile and to see a light at the end of the tunnel. This is my last question, and it's always the hardest. It's always the hardest. So I apologize ahead of time because I give you no real direction. Is there anything that I didn't ask you that you want to point out? Um, It can be personal life. It could be Something that you just want to get across that's not even related to anything I've asked. The floor is yours if you just have something that you want to put out there. Well, I think whether you look in the mirror each day and you 
see a strong person or a person that has a lot to offer, um, I think we all can help each other. And one thing that I do in my spare time, um, I work with a nonprofit organization, WLS Foundation. Okay. Uh, actually, a veteran named that. It's When Life Sucks. Um, and you can look them up on, um, it's whenlifesucks.org. Org, O-R-G, and um, the the founder, Patrick Ellswick, is in South Carolina, mm-hmm. but he helps veterans all over, and um, currently we help homeless veterans. Um, we provide job placement, and I say we because uh, I'm right in there every week helping him, <laughs> yeah. and I, I totally enjoy it, but um, we... We provide mental health assistance to veterans and um, first responders that may not have insurance or benefits, or maybe they just don't know where to go or how to get started. Um, but I, I think that's an important yeah. piece uh, to me is to give back for some of the blessings that I've received. It's a great mission. It's a great mission. And actually, um, I have a friend, Karen Floyd, that has Elysian Magazine. Mm-hmm. It's E-L-Y-S-I-A-N. And she is actually working on a military edition. The magazine comes out quarterly. Yeah. Uh, you can also get the app um, online. And and she will be covering stories. It's Women Inspiring Women. And I'm going to be helping her with that edition. Um it's coming out next year, but it's a great magazine, uh, and it offers so much to the community and assistance and to organizations sure. that can benefit from the information that she's printing. So, We promised you engaging content, inspiring stories on the Mississippi's Loop podcast. Once again, that mission has been accomplished. She is Lieutenant Colonel Sherry Biggs right here in Kosciuszko, Mississippi. Later on, she'll be in South Carolina, but today she spent some time with us, and we thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. It's been awesome. Once again, I am Ray Coleman, Director of Communications for Mississippi Veterans Affairs. If you need any updated information from us, visit our website, www.msva.ms.gov. All of our mission programs are there, whether you need to find a veteran service officer, the locations of one of our veterans' home, anything you can think of, go there. Check us out on social media, Facebook, MS Veterans Affairs, Twitter, MS Vets Affairs, Instagram, MS Veterans Affairs. You can find us there. You can find us on our podcast, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. However you're listening, I greatly appreciate you. I do not take you for granted, so thank you so much. Um, We'll catch you on the next one. It's been a great one. Until next time, we'll see you.